You're listening to the March 11th edition of The Close-Up, the Film Society of Lincoln Center's weekly podcast series. This is Brian Brooks, Managing Editor of FilmLink.com. And this is Michael Odemark, co-producer of The Close-Up. For today's episode, we're featuring a conversation between French actresses Natalie Baillet and Melanie Laurent. Natalie Baillet began her career working with the likes of Francois Truffaut, Maurice Pilat, and Jean-Luc Godard. Her latest film, SK-1, chronicles the multi-year hunt, arrest, and trial of serial killer Guy Georges. The suspenseful thriller is the feature debut from director Frédéric Tellier, and it is adapted from Patricia Toronchot's harrowing work of nonfiction, Guy Georges, Le Troc. Melanie Laurent is best known in America for her roles in films like Inglorious Bastards, Beginners, and Enemy. The accomplished actress made her directorial debut with 2011's The Adopted, and her follow-up, Breathe, had its New York premiere this past Saturday here at the Film Society. Breathe offers a perceptive account of high school angst and obsession, which echoes last year's Blue is the Warmest Color, while also painting its own striking portrait of youthful ardor and codependency. The film features César-winning Isabel Carré as a dysfunctional mother. Both SK-1 and Breathe are official selections of the 20th annual Rendezvous with French Cinema series, currently underway at the Film Society. Co-produced with Unifrance Films, the yearly festival surveys the latest and best in French cinema today. Nathalie Baillet and Melanie Laurent took to the stage this past Sunday in our amphitheater to discuss their latest work as well as their careers in general. Melanie Laurent shared that she had always wanted to direct since she was a child. The evening was moderated by critic journalist Stephen Witte as part of the Film Society's year-round free talk series sponsored by HBO. Let's go now to that conversation. Thank you very much for uh, for coming out today, and um, thank you both for joining us here uh, this afternoon. Let me um, start by asking uh, you, Melanie. You you have uh, you've done a couple of shorts. Um, this feature, what what is it that uh, made you want to turn to directing at this point of your career? I think. Pardon. Hi. I think I always wanted to to be a director since, you know, I, I'm a very, very young baby girl, <laughs> I think. <laughs> and I think it's coming from my grandmother, who just, like, used to do a lot of mise-en-scene of small things in life, you know. Mm -hmm. She was like a... She's, she, she transformed a lot of a very simple moment in life as, a, like, a big show. And uh, so I think... Uh, I observed her during years, and I always wanted to to be part of that. Um, and uh, that second movie uh, was inspired by a book I read when mm -hmm. I was uh, 17. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, I wanted to direct that movie. And uh, I, I couldn't find any producers uh, because I was maybe too young. And, and, and thank God they, they said no, because I think I had to, you know, learn, teach, um, 
or teach not learn mm -hmm. from uh, big teachers and mm -hmm. uh, and observe sets and observe uh, movies and directors and and feel uh, you know uh, ready to mm -hmm. To direct. Now you said you had you had read the the book that uh, that breathe is is based on when when you were roughly the same age yeah. as the as the characters. I'm uh, you know what is it about this this story that uh, that drew you in? I mean because it's a it seems to me it's about female friendship. It's about envy. It's about um, attraction. I mean there there's all these heady emotions that are you know what what was it that that spoke to you in in this material? All these, all yes. these. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's a, a terrible friendship, and uh, and um, it's about admiration and and harassment, and uh, and unfortunately, I just realized when I started to screen the movie in France that a lot of students, for example, uh, are leaving that uh, at school, and uh, and then I just realized like it's not just a teenager movie; it's also about just like human beings who just uh, meet someone else and, and, and suddenly life just like changing because you admire too much someone and, and you're just like doing crazy thing and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and it's, uh, yeah, unfortunately there is like so many people like this who manipulate you mm -hmm. and I was really obsessed uh, with that subject. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, if you can turn to um, the film SK-1 that we just saw the, the trailer for. Um, how do you prepare for, uh, for a part like that, uh, a film like this, which, which has its basis in, in, in real life and in, in a real case? Like all the films. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not because it's with real... Uh, je, je vais parler en français. Je pense que je serai beaucoup plus claire. <laughs> I think that when you do a film like this, you pull uh, an enormous amount from the the real story. When it's based on a, on a real story, you t you know, I even had the opportunity to speak to the lawyer uh, whose part I was interpreting, and so you nourish yourself with all of that material. And then what you have to do is you have to throw it all away and give yourself over to the process and listen to the director and to uh, the way the script is painted and, and to fulfill the obligations of the film. So um, your responsibility ultimately um, is, is to the, the emotional truth of the piece rather than this is the particularly the way that she would walk or talk or, or, or that sort of factual thing. Is, 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 is that fair to say? The script is um, extremely close to the actual story and it was written with scrupulous honesty and uh, the character is written extremely clearly. So I think as an, as an actress I just had to sort of follow the path that was marked in the the script for me, and that that's really the work as an actress, and it really becomes um, a non-issue whether it's you know something that was anchored in a true story or whether it's a fiction. It's the same process, and here it was very clearly, clearly mapped out. Um, in uh, directing, breathe. Uh, how is your, what is your um, approach to the performers in the in the uh, 
in the piece because obviously as a as a performer yourself you must have a great deal of empathy for what what they're trying to go through I mean how do you uh, set about making this space for them to uh, well, yeah. When you're an actress and you just uh, start to direct, you 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 direct like as an act, uh, actress. So you understand people and you uh, you want to protect them. And uh, I think we, we just speak the same language. I think it's just simple as as that. So um, it's funny because sometimes they arrived on set and I just like knew exactly <laughs> what they felt. So I was like, okay, you're nervous about that scene because of this, and uh, mm -hmm. we're gonna do that, and we're gonna take a pose, and then you. So that was uh, cool and, and 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 nice, and I think that's also why I I, I so much love the fact that right now it's uh, it's because I I can see another part of being an actor, and uh, and 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 yeah, and, and I think it's too bad because so many times you have like a director who doesn't know how to speak to an actor. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and I wish like every director should uh, act one scene and every actor should direct one short or just one scene maybe. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. that, that should be like a game. Like you have to play a, a scene and I will direct the scene. Just to know, because it, we, we have different uh, problems and, mm -hmm. and different uh, um, way to see how making a movie mm -hmm. because as an actress uh, as an actor you you making a movie too of course so it's just like you you're not taking the same road and and sometimes it's, it's uh, and and when you're an actor and you find like a director who know how to speak to you it's just like a dream mm -hmm. so and it's that very rare moment what um you know what would help you think um uh, some directors understanding performers and, and, and helping them with the performance. I mean, what is it that directors maybe don't necessarily understand about the, the process? It's complicated because I think it's so different. Uh, like every actor are a, a different human beings mm -hmm. and, and so they're working differently. Mm -hmm. So for example, uh, I don't know, uh, if you're very sensitive and uh, you have like a big scene to do, sometimes you need to have like a director who's gonna be like so calm and who's gonna let you do everything you need. And sometimes you need someone very directive. And um, and uh, yeah, so it's it's almost like a psychologic uh, job because mm -hmm. you have to, you know, find your way uh, with the actor you have in front of you. I remember on my first movie I directed, I had like a small kid, he was four, and I, ha I had like uh, two young ac ac actors and uh, another actress uh, who were um, 50 and every day that was so different because the, the, the baby boy was like, I don't want to shoot today. Mm -hmm. like, okay. <laughs> and then you have another one who's just like, I'm so tired. Okay. Uh, I don't know my takes today. Okay. And, uh, and, and it's, it's kind of cool and great and, and, and fun also. Mm -hmm. But then you have to be a chameleon a lot as a director. Mm -hmm. And... Um, You've worked with so many great directors, uh, uh, you know, multiple times. I mean, uh, Truffaut, Godard. W what is your relationship with the director? What what do you count on the director to to give you? What do you need from him as you're preparing your your performance? To be loved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, I think one of the the reason I, I love my my to be an actress it's 
each time, each director is different, is different you know. Truffaut, Godard, or, I don't know, Piala, Chabrol, or Xavier Beauvoir, or Xavier Dolan, mm -hmm. or Steven Spielberg. Mm -hmm. All those men are in love with films, love with cinema, and all of them want to make the, the most beautiful film. And some feels very comfortable with actors mm -hmm. and actresses, and some not really. Mm -hmm. François Truffaut, one day I told him, I, 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 I was I just saw a film he, he made, and I said, oh, François, you made a, such a wonderful job with all the actors. And he told me, you don't know, Nat you know, Natalie, I don't know to speak with actors. <laughs> I love them. It's enough. <laughs> <laughs> and he, it was right. Mm -hmm. It was right. And, um, and some of them are very directive, very precise. Some of them are very um, afraid. Some mm -hmm. actors doesn't know are very afraid with. Some directors are very afraid with actors. Mm -hmm. They don't know them. They don't know us. We are strange animals for them. <laughs> very strange. An actress. Oh my God! It's boring. Actress. And you know. <laughs> and so you have to prove, and you have to each time to. Each time it's a different relation, mm -hmm. and it's for that reason it's great. And if all the d d directors were working in the same way, it would be boring. <laughs> you you mentioned uh, you mentioned Truffaut's approach. What about Jean Luc Godard? What what is he like on the set? Jean, Jean Luc Godard, je, je vais le dire en français. Je pense que je le dirai mieux. <laughs> C'est le plus grand voleur. He's the biggest thief. <laughs> Mais je le dis avec beaucoup de tendresse. But I say it with a lot of tenderness. Il, the first film that I did with him, which was, I may get the title, Run for Your Life, Sauf qui peut la vie, I realized that he had stolen a tremendous amount of things from me <laughs> that I didn't see. Et je trouve ça magnifique. And I, I, it's, I find that wonderful, magnificent. Je pense qu'un qu acteur et une actrice sur un plateau, on peut lui prendre tout. I think an actress and an actor on a set, you can take everything from them. C'est, ça fait partie du jeu. That's part of the game. <laughs> mm. um, when you were um, developing your film, I wonder how did you... Um, Develop the visual vocabulary that you use to to tell the story. I mean, the uh, uh, the camera work to me it seems very much in the moment. It's it's not very formal. Uh, it it's very close in. Uh, you know, how did you you know come to seeing the film in that way and set about creating that? Uh, yeah, that, we had a lot of uh, improvisation on set. I uh, um, I realized I wrote 20 sequences on set and they are all in the movie at the end which is weird because mm. i thought that everything was in the script and i missed like you know 20 sequences is mm. a lot and uh, and then i had just like few clear ideas um including the fact i really wanted to to film in a wild shot um during uh, the first part and then just going close and close to her, and and we did exactly the same with the sound. We starting with stereo sound, and we end uh, with a mono sound. Mm -hmm. So everything was, all the mise en scène were like, 
we, we did like that rétrécissement. <laughs> oh, uh, shrinking. Shrinking. Mm -hmm. Did you um, did you find yourself discovering things in the editing room that you hadn't expected? Did the film change as it was in post? Uh, not 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 really on that one because on set I knew what what I stole from <laughs> my actresses and. Uh, and I'm I'm so agree with what what you said. I think it's just uh, how how do you store things? How do you steal things? It's just the way you steal things. If there is a lot of love, it's it's fine. And um, and no, I was not surprised. I was surprised to see how uh, incredible my uh, my two actresses were. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and maybe I uh, I saw things on set, but I I I was so proud on uh, the editing room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I. Um I read. I don't know if if this is true, but it, it's it's written that uh, very early on, very early on in your career, um, Gerard Depardieu said to you, "Don't take any classes. Don't you 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 already know what you need to know. Don't don't clutter up your head with is 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 that true? And was that helpful advice? Well, <laughs> <laughs> to me, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> again, it's different for. Everybody. Yeah, he said, don't go to theater class and don't learn your text. <laughs> <laughs> so I was 14, so I, I thought that was super cool to say that. But then when you're working with like a very precise director, <laughs> when you don't know your text, trust me, you do that once <laughs> and not twice. And he told me, he gave me like three advices. So n no theater class, no text. And don't be afraid to be ridiculous. And maybe this is the best advice, because um, sometimes you feel ridiculous doing something, mm -hmm. and then you just like you're not objective, and you have to let the thief, uh, the thief, doing his job, mm -hmm. and uh, you're not the best, you know, to just like know exactly what you're doing, and uh, yeah. And that's um, and and I suppose you need a director who allows you the 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 freedom and the and the space and the encouragement to to be ridiculous and to yeah and and, and to fail if if necessary yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I know a great deal of your early training was was in dance I mean do you find that movement is something that informs your performance a great deal is that very deep inside you yeah I think it's um, it very important if, uh, it, it's helped me a lot mm -hmm. the first time when I then after I went to a theater school and uh, I remember had some there's some young actors who were studying in that school and they were wonderful they said the lines and perfectly well but they didn't know what to do with the body mm -hmm. where I put my feet and uh, it's a uh, and thanks to the ballet I I had not this problem, you know, and for that reason, it's great. And for the second reason, it's uh, it's what maybe the the best school for discipline. Discipline. For me, the dancers, the dance, the dance classic, c'est la chose la plus difficile. Yeah, for me, uh, classical dance is the most difficult of all. Uh, la plus cruelle. The cruelest. Parce qu'on travaille énormément et souvent un danseur à 37 ans, 38 ans, c'est fini. You know, you work tremendously, very, very hard, and often, you know, by the time a dancer is 37 or 38, it's over. Et ça apprend beaucoup l'humilité. Teaches you to be very humble. 
Et je pense que pour ce métier, l'humilité, c'est pas mal. And I think for this profession, humility is a good quality to have. <laughs> when and um, uh, this was early on in your career, but when you were doing day for night, did you have the Did you did you know what what a film that was going to turn out to be? Did you know how special that experience was, or was it did it just was it too, too early for you to? Uh, I think it was too early, but it, you know I fall in love with cinema with that thanks yes. to that film. But I didn't understand. I thought all the actors in the film were the the actors who was acting the the, the, the part actors, you know. I think je pensais que moi je jouais pour du beurre que j'étais pas I thought I was not an actress because I was my my character it was the continental girl and uh, so I am the continental girl so I'm not an actress. Yeah, I, I thought I was just playing I mixed for peanuts everything. that I was sort of a side <laughs> thing in it. <laughs> and uh, and the first time when I I saw the I said the Russians? Yeah, the Russians. The Russians. It's a nightmare, you know, <laughs> with my glasses and that. And I said, oh my God, okay, <laughs> cinema is finished. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, w what was uh, your experience like, uh, Melanie, doing uh, Inglorious Bastards, which is uh, such an extraordinary uh, uh, piece of work? I mean, what was, uh, you know, what was it like approaching that part? What was it like working with Tarantino? Um, I was so nervous all the time. I have a, a memory of, yeah, I was, I was, yeah. I, I, I remember that feeling of uh, feeling being kind of sick be, before entering uh, the set the first uh, two or three weeks. <laughs> And uh, so it's not like a really nice feeling, mm -hmm. <laughs> obviously. But then, it, I don't know, there is something like, okay, I, I think I needed to, to feel that again also you know mm -hmm. because it's a uh, it's terrible sometimes when you do a lot of movies suddenly you forget that you know that it's a, a big amazing job and you you are so lucky to be you know part of that sort of a big adventure and uh, and sometimes you you're losing uh, uh, this feeling of being so nervous and uh, so yeah I, I have that yeah that memory and uh, and he's he's so crazy and uh, and and great and and for example as a director and uh, uh, he loves his actors like mm -hmm. so much and even when he's writing scripts uh, he's talking to uh, his characters so for example I remember at the end he was saying like uh, uh, go Shoshana go um, he was talking to the character <laughs> and don't cry it's gonna be okay <laughs> <He's> like, wow <laughs> it's like a novel or you know yeah. And uh, and then he's uh, he's doing like few takes, and uh, and and sometimes he just come to you and saying like one word, one word words, uh, in your ear, mm -hmm. and it's changing all the scene, mm -hmm. and you're just like, oh yeah, okay, wow. <laughs> so he's a yeah, he's he, he's one of the best, and mm -hmm. uh, and he's so passionate, mm -hmm. and it's good. This is good also, you know, to meet like a director who just like could die for his job and who's just like so passionate and he's watching movies all the time and he loves cinema. He's maybe one of the most passionate cinephile mm -hmm. in, in the world, really. Mm 
Is the, it, the, that feeling of, um, of nervousness, of butterflies, of, of fear right before you, you take on a part, is that something that you still feel at this point? And, and, and is it helpful? Is it good? Oh, yes. Si, si je n'avais plus peur, j'aurais encore plus peur. <laughs> If I wasn't afraid anymore, I would be even more afraid. <laughs> plus ça avance, plus j'ai peur. The further I go into it, the more afraid I become. C'est un moteur, la peur. Yeah. Fear is a, is a motor. Si on n'a plus peur, il faut arrêter. If you aren't afraid anymore, you've got to stop. Mm. Well, we have about um, 20 minutes for, for questions from the audience, if anyone uh, would like to start off. Bonjour, bonjour, Mel. Melanie and Natalie, I've interviewed you both before. I hope you remember me. But anyway, even if you don't, you remember <laughs> this question. Okay, today in America, it's very hard, they say, for films with women as the central characters to even get financed. This year with the Academy Awards, they had a wonderful Belgian film with Marion Cotillard being nominated. I mean, is it the same in France or is it completely different where films about women with women as the central characters are, as you know, your film was, Melanie, Beautiful job, by the way. Um, uh, is it the same in France, or is, is, it, is it, I'm sure it's much better for women actresses in France today than it is for Americans in films. It's supposed to be better, but you know, I think all the actresses think that there are not enough roles anyway, isn't it? Mm. But I think, I think that women are assez bien traitées in France, no? I think Women are pretty well treated in France, no? <laughs> en fait, je n'ai pas l'impression que j'ai l'impression qu'une réalisatrice, euh, elle arrive avec un scénario avec un beau rôle de femme. Si le scénario plaît, je pense pas qu'il y a effectivement un problème de de misogynie ou de voilà. Mais c'est vrai qu'il y en a, il y en a pas beaucoup. I think if a film director arrives with a solid, with a good script, and if she's a woman. I don't think she's a, the object of, of uh, misogynist uh, uh, treatment. I think that the film has an equal chance of getting made. So yeah, maybe it's better in France. But then uh, it's funny because uh, uh, I, a lot of people ask me that question because I'm a female uh, director and actress. And, uh, and during years I was like, no, I don't feel that. I don't feel there is a big difference. and and. Uh, And I traveled a lot the, the last year because uh, of a documentary, and I realized like the situation of the women in the world, like you know, besides being an actress and besides being an artist, and and yeah, it's it's just like terrible. And uh, what's happening in 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 the world for women? It's just like it's a nightmare. And and we are far away from being equal. We are far away from uh, you know just like being respected which is just a big drama. And thank you for that question, on, on also on International Women's Day, so it's nice that we uh, get right to that. Um, I'd just like to ask me that in this country, in Hollywood, it's very hard for women past 40 to get decent roles, and in France, that's not true. Women, age, women who are older have wonderful un jour, il y avait Meryl Streep était en France et on lui remettait un, un César d'honneur, c'est l'équivalent des Oscars, et c'est moi qui lui ai remis. Et 
Elle m'a dit ça. C'était il y a 15 ans à peu près. Et depuis, elle n'arrête pas de travailler. <rire> il y a toujours des périodes comme ça. Mais il y a encore il y a pas mal d'actrices. Julianne Moore, Meryl Streep. Vous avez aussi des actrices qui travaillent. Oui, oui. Mais en France aussi, ils ne sont pas beaucoup. Well, you know, there was, uh, at one point, uh, Meryl Streep, about 15 years ago, was in France, and um, she was getting an honorary uh, César Award, and I was the one who was remitting it to her. And at that time, she basically said exactly what you just said to me, and she hasn't stopped working since. Mm. Um, and there are other examples. I mean, Julianne Moore uh, works a lot. And so, yes, okay, so maybe it's a few, but, you know, in France also, it's not so many. Um, yes, sir. Unfortunately, some questions from the audience were asked without a mic, so I'll repeat them. This follow-up question was directed to Melanie Laurent, and the question asked her how she found her cast. Uh, I wrote for them. Uh, I saw them on different movies and I wrote the script for them. So I met them and I said, this is for you if you want to do it. And that was a six weeks uh, shooting. But in France, this is the big difference. <laughs> We're not working Saturday and Sunday. So that was uh, six weeks, but just five days of working. And, uh, We love vacation in France. <laughs> <laughs> and big difference, if we're looking for a big difference, uh, we have wine uh, during lunch. Much more civilized, much more civilized. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. This question was also directed to Melanie Laurent. This person wanted to know what she finds more satisfying, acting or directing? Uh, I'm, <clears throat> I'm really happy right now because I can do both. Uh, if uh, I had to choose because, uh, I don't know, someone put a gun here and ask me to choose, I would choose maybe directing, but be maybe because uh, I feel maybe more comfortable as a director and, mm. uh, and, and, and you decide kind of everything and I choose my family uh, as a director and I'm still looking for my family as an actress mm. and, uh, and I'm working with the same people all the time and, 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 and this is maybe what I love the most. It's just like you're not doing a movie together. I wish we could say a movie by and everybody and not just like your name because it's not true. You're really doing a movie with so many people and you, you stole talent from every people from the crew and I found just like the most amazing crew. And uh, so yeah, and I, and I miss them between two movies. The, the directing too, it must be, Uh, an even deeper kind of commitment because you have to spend so much more time with the project from you know pre to the production to the post and uh, uh, yeah but it's not a it's great because uh, you know still you have your baby with you <laughs> it's fine uh, it's just like it's a it's a movie but it's it's you and mm -hmm. when you're an actor uh, it's you of course mm -hmm. but it's a movie from someone mm -hmm. so When people doesn't like your your movie, ugh, it yeah. hurts like hell. Yeah. Uh, yes, we have another question. I'm sorry, I don't understand all this stealing. Would you please explain <laughs> <laughs> what it means? And then I have one other question. Would you both explain what all this stealing is about? What do you mean that the director steals from you? 
quand on, on, on a le sentiment qu'on nous when voit one is acting one is has the feeling and is in a process of giving and sometimes depending on a camera angle that one is not aware of or of something that the filmmaker is going for that one is not aware of he you then see that he has taken something that as an actor you had not imagined that you were giving and melanie which um so this is the 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 version of the beautiful thief 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 <laughs> uh, yeah and there is a, a um another feeling when you feel like someone just like stole something from you it's when for example he just like uh, manipulates you to get something and then you just like give something but you didn't have time to just like doing it with love and with just like uh, confident um, this is another way to stole something from uh, actors so I don't know if it's clear but <laughs> We spoke briefly when you did um, La Raf mm -hmm. here, mm -hmm. and you said you had done a lot of dark films, and you were ready to do something lighter. <laughs> this is my big dream. <laughs> and it's funny because as a director, I'm doing like very dark movies. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. yeah. I just wanted to ask um, a question. I noticed. Um, that Catherine Deneuve is starring in three films at the Rendezvous with French Cinema, and she's in her 70s. Uh, would she be considered the queen of French cinema the way Meryl Streep is in this country? Definitely she is. <laughs> uh, yes, ma'am. This next question was directed to both Natalie and Melanie, and this person wanted to know if it's easier to produce films in France or America. I think there is a big difference. It's a, I think in in US you have like huge and big expensive movie, and then you have the independent movie, and you can make like a small movie in three weeks with a million of dollar. Uh, in France it's different because we we don't have like huge 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 movie all the time. It's not like most of the movie we make. Then it's. It's rare to have like a, 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 a film under three millions of euros, for example. So it's just like it's a fight because there is a lot of movie between three and 20 who just have to fight. And, and, and again, it depends on the script and it depends on the cast. And I don't know if it's the same case in France, uh, in the uh, in US, but we have something very dramatic and, 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 and new in France. It's because the channel, uh, are now kind of co-producing the movie. So it's changing a lot of things, means uh, they ask for big cast all the time. And uh, so sometimes you just like choosing, I don't know, a guy from TV show uh, to be the main character and he's, he's you know, not a, a cinema actor, for example. And, and, and so it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit melancholic. I'm, I'm melancholic about, uh, uh, a period of time where cinema, where you really like cinema, and where producer used to put some money, and now they just like count on on channel and channel decide. For example, they said uh, uh, the script is not funny enough, or this is this should be you know. 
So I think it's it's complicated because today, for example, they really want comedy is the new fashion thing in France. So you have to just like be fun. <laughs> so it's hard to 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 produce a a, a dark movie and, and a, a in, in, intimidate movie. Um, so yeah, but but we fight and 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 there is like a lot of very small and beautiful and and not super famous cast, but there is something new in the French cinema. Okay, I, and I think we just have time for one more question, but before we go to that, I just wanted to to, um, to ask you both, do you know if uh, these films have American distribution, if we will be seeing them in our country outside of the festival in the year to come, or? Uh, for Breathe? For yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. We will. Yeah, we will. <laughs> okay, and and for S and for SK one. I think so. Yeah. Yes, wonderful. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, and one last question, please. This final question was directed to both Natalie and Melanie, and this person wanted to know what the differences were in working in both France and Hollywood. Well, I don't know. You know, when I worked in the in the United States, I was working on a movie uh, with Spielberg that was of such gigantic proportions that it's hard. I mean, that's a difference in terms of the crew and 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 the 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 size of the enterprise. But as far as Spielberg is concerned, I mean, he's just as crazy and in love with cinema as the French directors that I've worked with. And so on that level, you know, it's very much the same. Uh, I, I, yeah, I felt the same with uh, Tarantino. And uh, I remember that huge studio and then a small set when we were doing the projection booth. And, uh, and I remember him like, you know, we were like five on set and, and, and you had that feeling of that was a really small movie. And then you open the door of the set and then it's just like, <laughs> there is so many people everywhere. And, uh, but I feel a big difference when I'm doing uh, indie movies uh, compared to small movies in France, for example. Um, it's uh, how many hours you can uh, ask your crew to work. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy nice here like doing a movie in 10 days means asking your crew and asking everybody to just like work like i don't know 20 hours sometimes a day and uh, and then that con that can't uh, it, it couldn't happen uh, in france we have a uh, you know we we have rules and uh, you you can't <laughs> well if you can try <laughs> and then you you they will stop working and and I think and it's good. There's a strike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> strike and, and so we we're trying to you know put a lot of wine in that case, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> then you have to deal with a, a, a drunk crew and and it's it's dif difficult. <laughs> well, if I can uh, just ask you all, please, to just stay seated for a few minutes so that our guests can rush out of here and get to their next appointment. And if I can also ask you just to join me in thanking them both for being here. <laughs> The Close-Up from the Film Society of Lincoln Center is produced by Brian Brooks, Nick Kemp, and Michael Oatmark. Our opening music is by Steelism. You can subscribe to The Close-Up on iTunes and Stitcher. The Film Society of Lincoln Center is a nonprofit arts organization based in New York City supported by individuals just like you. 
Founded in 1969 to celebrate American and international cinema, the Film Society presents year-round programming recognizing established and emerging filmmakers, supporting important new work, and enhancing awareness, accessibility, and understanding of the moving image. To learn more about what we do and support the Film Society by becoming a member, please visit filmlink.com, F-I-L-M-L-I-N-C.com. The Film Society of Lincoln Center. Film lives here.